what's up out there podcast world you're now listening to patina Cole presents stay with me i'm your host dennis happy new year guys 2024 <laughs> yeah that means a lot to some people it means nothing to others to me i don't know i'm just gonna keep doing my thing man today we got a guest on here and uh we had a hell of a conversation, man. A hell of a conversation over this podcast here. Uh, there'd be some revelations in this one. I think you guys would enjoy this one. You'll get a another insight, look aside of me. You'll get the uh, insight and what Alan's look is on some things. Man, we went pretty deep on this one. And we're going to have to come back and bring Alan back on here to get into what it is that he does, we're going to talk about that as well. But Alan out there at Level 5, he's doing some heavy stuff out there, man. He's custom-built chassis, custom-built vehicles, dropping, bagging, and all that cool stuff. But I'm going to let you guys get to this podcast and hear what we were talking about on this one. What up, Alan? Man, I'm glad you came on here. One of the big questions is, though, What's it like owning a shop that is actually producing and making people's dreams come true with as far as building these cars and these trucks and all this high-end chassis work that you guys perform out there? I mean, I know you watch Fat Fabs probably and you see something they build and them dudes are dropping off anywhere from sixty to $100,000 just on chassis and she metal work and, and wheels and tires they got over a hundred grand i mean what is that to tell the small man because the small man is what's going to keep this this um car stuff alive right you know and that's that's the way i look at it you know do i do i charge big money i do I, i'm not gonna lie to you i have a i have a family to live look for and then not only do I have a family, but my guys that work for me have families. And it's kind of odd because if you pay attention to some, a lot of things when I answer questions uh, on like TikTok or or uh, Instagram, people are like, man, you do some badass work. And I'm like, that's not me. It's my shop and I can do everything in there. I have done it all by myself, but I have a team that I built together and my team is leveled fab and there, if a shop owner can't look at somebody and say, I, I'm going to do whatever I can for my employees because in return, they're making sure my family is, um, is taken care of. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. See, and that's, that's the way I look at it, man. You know, like the truck I just posted the other day that I bagged and bodied, okay? That truck came to me on three trailers, man. Mm. It was out of another shop. That dude paid over $10,000 to another shop, and he got burned. Right. He, you know, do I have mm. some bad blood in me? I have. I'm, every shop out there does, but can they admit it? Can they stand up and say, yeah, I've done this? You know, I do have bad crosses on me, right. but that's not who makes me. That's not my character. Right, right, I, yeah. You know? I mean, 
and shit. And I guess if you dig far enough, I got some crosses on me. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, the main cross that everybody likes to bring up with me in the prison. Mm -hmm. And they think that a person that's been to prison is always going to be that way. I was 19 years old, man. I ran with the, I run with three guys and we're all out of prison. And I still talk to these dudes. We were just, we were just, oh, thank you. We were just young and just wanted to live that lifestyle. Right. You know? And, yeah. And that's, and they hold that or, if a person like I was like I built certain cars and I didn't get a finish on because certain people try to get involved in other people's business and they want to start problems so I just stopped building it and I really I lose interest in it but here lately within the last I don't know four years five years it's like um, I had some traumatic happen in my life and when the traumatic when that traumatically happened to me it made me open up my eyes. All right, it made me step into my shop one day and say, damn, I, I, I gotta get my shit straight. Right. You know? And I only thank one person for doing that to me. And she lives with me every day for the rest of my life. You know, right four on. and a half years ago, my wife walked away from me and she wasn't coming back. But I didn't stop. I didn't give up. And it takes it takes life life things in life to to open up that next door. But you can't be afraid to not walk through that door because if you're afraid to walk through that door, the door could shut. Yep. And I had to learn that. So when I learned that, I learned to be a better person and more compassionate towards people that that want to build cars. Man, anybody would be honest and say, man, I'd love to have me a, a car come in my shop that pays $100,000. There's nobody out there that would. But in all reality, I would I would take it in a, in a heartbeat. I'd build them all day long. But I look at, like, this guy that I'm building this truck for now that came to me on three trailers, okay? He came to my shop today to drop his motor off. And just the smile on his face in the sense of happiness that he sees his truck together. I know it doesn't pay a bill and it, it just that smile won't put a thing. It won't even put a ramen noodle on the table, <laughs> but it made me feel like I accomplished something. You damn right, bro. And you know what? That goes back to the last podcast that I did. And he was talking the same thing. You know, we use these vehicles as a form of release like you go out and you cruise and you you hot rod or you do whatever you're doing in the vehicle but yeah. it's a it's a form of enjoyment and it's a it's something that you use to to relax with and so he was coming from that standpoint i'm talking the guy i was just talking with uh i just put posted the podcast was uh bristol metals and he you know he narrows oh yeah that um that dude is um i follow him like he's yeah. uh he follows me we all time like send each other uh, like little messages right you know it's just it's a community and right and i didn't even know nothing about them right like okay so you and i but we've been following each other since instagram time and then uh one of my friends greg got he was like yo you need to go uh get on tiktok i'm like man i'm already doing facebook and instagram like 
I don't, I don't have enough time doing YouTube shit. Like, you know, so I was like, fuck it, I'm going to do it. And so I start doing it. And then that's how I met him. Do, do you like it better than Instagram? Um, you know what? You ain't been on there long enough yet. So like on Instagram, hashtags are a big thing. But on TikTok, hashtags are a big, big thing. They work big time on there. You can do that. And I went from 500 followers, dude, to over a, over a thousand, like super fast. And then when you get that, bro, I'll tell you, when you get there, then you can start, you know, they talk about battling people. Right. But it's not even, a, it's not even about that because that's about making money. I'm not in this for that. I go to work every day. Yeah. And that's what I want. What you can do is you can do live, like, uh, so say you was doing a live on uh, TikTok, right? Mm -hmm. You could send me a request and say, hey, I want you to come on live with me. Right. And then you could send Bristol's Metal one, two, boom, and there's all three of us. Right. And that's the and, shit that I would be trying to do with the lives. I want to gather, like, all the real motherfuckers up. You know what I mean? And then everybody just shoot the shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm down for it, man. You know, I don't, you see me here now and there, and you, I don't talk about nothing except for the car shit. I ain't into that. I ain't trying to disrespect nobody's work or what they building, yeah. you know, because everybody got different skill levels. But if you're brave enough to put your shit up online, then kudos. I'm, I'm proud of you. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to be like, well, you could have did this better or whatever. That's a conversation for offline you don't chastise motherfuckers. Uh, I don't. I, I'll put my I'll put my work next to anybody's, bro. Oh shit, bro. Same here. Yeah, but I mean, like you know, sometimes you'll see somebody they're they're doing, and it'd be like a beginner or some shit like that, and they're doing their shit, and then people want to just tear their shit down instead of offering like legit advice or be like, "Yo, yeah. have a conversation with me offline." Let's let's you know. They want to just bash them just because because they want to make a joke of shit. And it's like, fuck that. That's why motherfuckers don't really want to talk about it. And like I was saying in the beginning of the conversation, uh, people see people like yourself, like you're well established. I'm just doing this shit because I just know how to do the shit. Like, but they, they're afraid to ask questions because they think that you're going to be like, man, get the fuck out of here or make fun of them. And that's not yeah. the way that this shit's supposed to go, man. See, I, I tell people that are like that, I started exactly where you started. Yep. And everybody that has a shop has started exactly where you started. Yep. And, and if that person doesn't realize that they started where you started and their heads are so freaking big, that's not the person you want advice from. No, nah, man. They, no, nah, man. That, that's, that's just full of shit. You know, I don't, I don't like that shit. Uh, I, you know, I've been I'm 53 years old, dude, and I've been, um, I've been, I came home from prison in, uh, 93, 94, and uh, while I was at work release, it's crazy, because while I was at work release riding a bus, I used to see these, uh, every Friday when I got off work, I used to see these four trucks, four mini trucks, they always sat at this one business every Friday, and I was like, damn, those things are badass. Those are badass. I wonder what they are, you know? I wonder what they call them things. And um, so I got out of prison on a Monday. And I told, uh, I met a girl while I was locked up. I, I married her, but I got married too young. So we did, and we lost a child. So it broke us apart. But I, my wife that I'm married to now, I was, 
we, we dated in high school. Okay. So on this Friday night, it was my first Friday night out. I was like, hey, I want to drive by this freaking place. And she's like, wow, what's going on? And I was like, I don't know what this place is. I just want to look at these trucks. And uh, so we pulled in and there was, there was, there was more trucks because I came later later than when I when I rode the bus. There was probably about 10 or 15 of them. And I, I, I was just looking at them and this one guy, his name was Bruce Flanagan. He, he passed away um, some years ago. And he said, uh, he's like, uh, can I help you? And I was like, yeah, man, my name's Alan. And um, it's crazy, but I just got out of prison and every Friday I drove by here on a prison bus coming back from my job and this is what I was looking forward to every Friday is just seeing you guys' trucks and I said it was these four trucks right here every Friday I never made it past a certain time so I never got to see and I was like I'm not going to do anything I just would like to look at them and Bruce was like shit man let's do it we started walking around looking and man me and him became friends we we became friends and I was like do you mind if I come back next Friday? And he's like, bro, what are you doing tomorrow? We're going to a car show in Huntsville. And I was like, man, I'm not doing nothing. I don't have to work tomorrow. So I went to a show and then I bought a little S10 and I wrecked it. I had bought the Lauren kit and everything and I, I got a real bad wreck and they totaled it. So I bought a Ford Ranger and I, I, I built it. If you go to some of them, go to my TikTok page, my Instagram, there's a green Ford Ranger with graphics all over it. Okay. I That's what I did every night when I got off work because I actually lived like five miles from this dude named Bruce. And we were, I was just learning. And it, that's what, like, that's what got me. That mini truck is, mini trucking was what kept me out of prison, man. Bro. My thing is, it's like I told I told my sons this one time. I told my wife this the other day. You can do a hundred fucking things in life that are so badass, man. You can do the best things in life. You do one fucking bad thing. That's all they remember, man. That's it. That's all. And they want to bring it up, man. They, that's constantly what they want to bring up, and they don't. You know, they don't want to hear the truth because right. the person that. That supposedly you did something to, that's the truth. What people don't realize is three stories to to everything. It's yours, theirs, and the truth. Right. And so I just don't, I just don't, I don't live on drama, man. I'll tell you what I went to prison for because a lot, that was a lot of curiosity with people. Because they didn't want to mess with people like rapists and, and pedophiles. Right, right. I went to, I went to prison for robbery. I was a stick up kid. That's what I want. It was nothing to do with kids or any kind of rape or anything like that. Bro, people that actually know me know this. I did 10 years in Missouri Penitentiary for everybody's like, well, how did you learn if you don't if you never went to school and you didn't do what I used to do is I used to work chop shop and I used to carjack. Okay. Yeah. They got me when I was 16. They finally they got me. And uh, shit, I didn't come home till 03. They got me in 92. I come home in 03. And like you said, I was always in, I was around the hot rod shit because of my, my dad and, and, and my mom and dad and then my uncles and stuff like that and cousins. They're all hot rodding and we we're all into that shit, dirt biking, all this. Um, 
car shows and shit that we would do. So, you know, I was always into the hot rod. And then, um, yeah, like you, you know, fell in with a crew in St. Louis. And, um, you know, and uh, I had a run. Uh, but I was a teen. I was a kid. I was just like you. I'd go to school every day. Nobody knew nothing about it. Nobody knew nothing because I didn't talk about it. Like, I didn't you think that was school. Decent grades. I had B's and C's. Yeah, I didn't have. I had like C's, B's, and some D's. <laughs> I had B's and C's, man. You and know. Nobody even knew that I did what I did. Yeah, yeah, because it wasn't something you talked about. It was a job. That was that was my job. But then you know, on my way of shit was when uh, out here, you know, fifteen and a half, you can you can have a part time job and stuff like that until I was sixteen, and then. Um, I worked a, a, a part-time job to account for how I had various cars. Like you, I had the lowrider. I had S10 lowrider. I had 528i BMW. People were like, how did you get this shit? Of course, people thought my parents bought it for me, but no. My dad didn't buy me shit. No, he they didn't buy me, me shit. <laughs> 1976 Monte Carlo was my first car I ever had. Big, long-ass thing. We called it the tank. <laughs> yeah. And then I got into bugs. Volkswagen. Okay, okay. And then, then I went to prison. Well, my story is similar to yours. Is like when I got got out, I was like, I'm gonna build shit because that's what I like. <clears throat> Excuse me, that's what I like doing. And so I just started doing it. But you know, because of course we weren't, you know, we weren't chopping. <laughs> cars from the 70s and shit like that you know what i mean but yeah. i still had the the whole working knowledge of how shit went and you know but um i'm like i'm gonna put my shit to use and so i just started doing shit and i was doing it a long time before i even started instagram and shit it's just because that shit wasn't around you know what i mean yeah i got hella pictures of the vehicles and shit that we built and went to shows got trophies and all the shit but that was way before now, you know what I mean? So, but yeah, no, bro. Uh, same thing. Like, it, I mean, it's, that's just, and I tell people like the people that I have dealings with, I tell them up front that way, if it comes out somewhere later on, then they were like, Oh, he, you know, he deceived us. And I'm, you know, I'm talking about people that I'm dealing with, you know, doing parts and shit with. So <clears throat> that's the first thing I say to these people before we even agree on anything and they're they're like man we ain't worried about that shit you you you've been home since when you know what i mean yeah but um you know and 30 years yeah yeah i'm just but they still let it bother them well there's people out there that still like don't understand that a person can honestly change right you know well when i made when i made when I made my parole, um, I, w- I tried to deny it. I didn't want to go home. I want to stay in prison. I needed seven, six, seven months left. I need. I had a. I had. I, I was supposed to be on paper for twenty years. Right. But I had seven months left so I could EOS my sentence for a good time. Okay. Okay. So man, I was turning. I was turning parole down. My mama didn't understand what I was doing. And I told her one day, and I said, look, I got seven months. I go for parole one more time. I need you to deny it. She's like, okay, I don't understand why, but I'm going to do it. 
So she denied it. They denied it. Well, it got close to um, 1993, 94 in May. Um, they came to me at the beginning of May. I was going on a 72-hour path. That's what made my time easier when I was at work release because that's why I could deny parole. It was just easier because I was going home about twice a month. So it was cool. Okay. So I come, I, I go to get ready to go to a 72 hour pass. So I was leaving on a Friday morning and, um, my, uh, the officer looked at me and his name was officer Busey. He said, you gotta be back, uh, Sunday night. I said, no, nah, I don't come back till Monday morning. He said, no, nah, you gotta be back Sunday around lunchtime. It's like, officer Busey, I got 72 hour pass. I don't come back till Monday. No, you're getting out Monday morning, eight o'clock. Oh hell no, I ain't getting out. He's like, why? I was like, I'm trying to EOS. He's like, well, they granted you. And I said, no, nah, my mom had already told me they denied it. And he said they did. But the end of uh, April, they granted mass release for a bunch of people because they were getting overcrowded and they needed to move some people out. And I was one of them. Okay. So there was nothing I could do. The only thing I could do is catch a disciplinary, go back to the big house, lose all my visitations, and stay an extra four months. And Busey's like, Alan, just go home, man. You can be off parole in three years. All you got to do is just keep your head straight like you're doing. You can do this, man. So that's what happened. Right. And so the people, people that's not familiar with that, EOS is the end of sentence. Here in my region, uh, we looked at 1212, which is do all your calendars, right? So I same thing. I had three years of parole to walk when I got home. I didn't want to. I was like, fuck it, I'll 1212 for the simple fact of you, you get paroled back because you never know what's going to happen. So here's the thing. When I left, when I left in 03, they took three vials of blood from me, right? Yeah. Okay, so... And that's because the DNA and all this bullshit, right? Yeah. So I'm like, all right. Now, if I'm somewhere, because I already knew I wasn't doing no more shit. But if I go somewhere and I'm smoking a cigarette and I throw my cigarette down on the ground, right? And yeah. then something happens there. Somebody gets killed or robbed or something in that spot. They start coming around doing their forensic shit and they pick up my cigarette butt. They're going to be like, well, you were fucking here. You're a criminal. You, We know you know something or you had something to do with the shit. Absolutely. And so, bro... I never, when I'm out smoking in public and shit, I never leave my, I, I fucking, I'll knock the cherry off my shit and I'll put the butts in my fucking pocket and bring them yeah. home, throw them in the trash when I get home. And my wife gets on me all the time because sometimes I forget to take butts out of my pocket and she's doing my laundry. She's like, you fucking cigarette butts in your pockets. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I'm like, fuck. Or like, uh, like me, like if I go somewhere, I don't like to pay for cash because I want to, I want a transaction on my debit card. Yep. So it shows exactly where I was at all yep. times. Bro. I'm still like that to this day, bro. It's fucked up mentality, but you got to be like that when you got previous cases. Because if I get in some shit again, you won't see me no more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> my next time is life without parole. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, you won't see me. Like, people so will be like, what if, happened? If I do ever get in trouble, my next one's going to be crunk up. Exactly. They'll use the prior <laughs> persistent shit here. Is what it doesn't matter how long I've been without being in trouble, right? They'll still use a prior persistent to enhance my sentence 
and then you know i'll end up fucked you know so that's why i don't do shit and i don't start shit and i don't you know same i tell people if they've got a kid that isn't like like gets in trouble and you want him to get out of trouble find him something that he likes yep and let him do it Mm -hmm. and if you can if you could ever find somebody like you or me or some like Tony and all those, and you could have a kid that's kind of troubled. What's funny is they won't really, um, won't really talk to their parents cause they don't want to talk to them. Right. But they'll open up to other people. So you find somebody that's been down that road that can show them something. And, and cause, cause welding man, it's crazy, but um, welding is like a magnet. Every dude wants to learn how to weld. I don't yeah. care if he's a blue-collar worker. I don't care if he's a lawyer, a doctor, whatever. They want to learn. They want to. They want to feel what it feels like to weld something together. Oh yeah, because it's it's like a primal instinct of putting some shit together. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it's true. And yeah. so you never know what that kid is capable of, and. You know, he might be, he might be the baddest fabricator there is. You just, nobody ever let him open that door. Exactly. And it goes back to you what know, you were saying about doors earlier. It's, I, I look, I, I look at the way the generations change. Yeah. So like Grand Theft Auto, Gran Turismo, all that, they get to build their cars on there, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. But when you were young, did you ever build models? I did. That was I did too. that was my and favorite to, shit. Yeah, it's what it's it's kind of like a gateway drug to big cars. It is. And I I tell people I tell you tell my sons my sons don't give a shit about cars, mm-hmm. but I was like build these bottles and it's gonna show you they just never did you know. Bro. I'm 53. I'd build a model right now. What are you, <laughs> you talking about, man? I got a fucking model in there I was working on over Christmas, bro. I'm still doing that shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's, it's so, yeah. fucking fun, man. It is fun. And then I take them to work and put them on my desk and shit. You know? It, it, you know? But it is. And uh, the, going back to the kids, letting them find their, their outlet. Here's the one thing I did with, with all my kids. None of them. I'd never pressured them to to play sports and and do all the shit. I let them choose when they wanted to and if they wanted to because I wanted them to be invested in it. Of course, I'm going to have to spend the money for the gear and all that, but I wanted them to have it in their heart that they wanted to go out and do this shit. And they would play. Then some years, they wouldn't do shit. And it didn't bother me one fucking bit because if they're not into it, then why make them do it just because you know they're an athletic kid or whatever who gives a fuck if they don't want to be an athlete they don't have to be you know what i mean so i let them do their own shit and they figured out their past and they went their past and the, my my greatest achievement as far as a parent with the older ones like there's no we i don't have any grandkids i got the two older ones they're out of the house and they still don't have no kids and that was, you know, I was happy for that. And now I got all my young ones here, you know. <laughs> the only thing I ask my kids when they started playing something is you don't quit and you play the whole season. Yep. Because you're a part of a team and that team needs you. 
regardless you want to play after that, that's on you, but you're going to finish the year, finish whatever season it is. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's that's what you do. And that's what that same thing here. You, you start something, you're going to finish it. Whether you ride the whole bench for the rest of the year or not, you're going to stay with that motherfucking team. That's right. And then after that, you don't want to come back next season? Fine. You know? So, yeah. I mean... I'd like to do this with you, man. Hell yeah. This is the shit. See, this is the shit I be talking about, bro. We just be talking yeah. about the regular shit. So, now, <laughs> we can <laughs> we can talk about the shit that you're into as of now. Like, the fabricating of the chassis, the welding. You said you got to start from going by on that bus, on the Grey Goose, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Checking yeah, everything so when out. when I got out, man, and I finally figured out what I wanted to build, I, I got a 94 Ranger with the help of my mother-in-law at that time, and um, I lowered it. I lowered it three and four inches, and I had a set of five-star hammers on it. Mm. And it's just like, I liked it, but then I, I was showing real local shows around me, and uh, I, I wanted to go out. So my very first show I ever went to was in Tennessee, Lebanon, Tennessee. They had a, they had a um, car show there, so me and two of my other friends went there, and it's like when I got there, um, I just got hooked on airbags. And I I remember a dude, um, had, his name was uh, Jody Hall. He was out of Pikesville, Kentucky, and he had a old school square body Rangers. And it was hammered. It was bag and bodied. And uh, every time I saw him, I was picking his brains, and I wanted him to do my truck. But there again, man, you know, I was just a young kid, just uh, making a certain amount of money. And he's like, man, it ain't that hard. Just do it. So I just looked at his and I saw a Texas two link from Texas from Bill Carlton's on a big dually. And I was like, man, I could build something like that, put a notch in here and then kind of make something for the front. So my very first bag set up on my truck, my 94 Ranger. It was sketchy. Boy, it was sketchy. <laughs> I mean, it was super sketchy. And I was I was proud of it, though, because I was the first one in North Alabama back then that had air ride, and everybody thought I was crazy. And then it just, like, I don't know, I, I just started moving forward. And I met some dudes out of Birmingham, and me and one dude opened a shop together. And I just started doing things a little different. Like I learned, I learned the geometry of of a four link, how it worked, um, triangulated four links. Back then, it was TSI uh, or Pete and Jake. That was where you got your four links from. And then your air ride came from a company called uh, Max Air, some some trucking company. And we were running Thomas three seventeen compressors and. Firestone 25s and 2,600 pound bags. It's, I just, I can remember it was like it was yesterday, dude. And my guys at work, they'll ask me every now and then, what was it like, you know, back then? And I was like, it's simple, man. It was quarter inch airline. You'd go to Walmart, buy you an air tank that you, uh, air your tires up with and you put everything together and it works off a paddle valve and it was real slow. It's just like, just, 
felt like it took hours to lay it out, <laughs> freaking hours to raise it up. Dude, it was just, I don't know, it was just... It, it was, was simple. Like yeah, you. But you know what? You mentioned the names, which, and that's the thing. Like, okay, just all this shit's evolved after shit. But the Thomas air compressors, they're still in use today. Yeah. Uh, that's who mainly. You know, you'll have a different company's branded name on it, but that fucking compressor most likely came from Thomas, right? Um, yeah. They they use the Thomas compressors for the like ambulance and fire truck for air horns and sirens shit like that is what they you know would use them and firestone's been doing air bags and tanks and shit forever that's what you that's what's on your semi you know what i mean everything is just scaled down from a semi world you know what i mean so like people think that when they see all this shit that like somebody just came up and invented it. No, somebody came up with a, a different design, had it fucking put on a CAD and then got it cut out and then they start mass producing it. And they're most likely using a subsidiary person to do the shit. See, it's just like if you go back even farther than air ride, dude, go back to the hydraulics back in the day. I did yeah. those too. Yeah, I so never I did those. So those hydraulics back in the day when when hydros were being put on cars, those were freaking hydraulic setups off of airplanes. Mm. You know, so they, they took the dump valves off of airplanes and the pump systems off of airplanes and these they just started revolving until you got Rosati pump heads, right. nine to twelve keys, um the you got your you know it's just so much back then. Dude, I could take you through the years. I could take you all the way up to where we are now. Because <laughs> I I've tried it all, bro. Well, I've tried it all. See, and the the thing about it, like, okay, you were coming home when I was going in, basically around the same yeah. time, right? Yeah. So the whole thing, the the biggest thing going at that point was, you know, fifteen batteries in the trunk, and then your all your hydraulic shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I had uh, e back even then. You're talking '92. You know, I had a '64 Impala and shit, and that was going to be my mission for it. Of course, when I got locked up, all my shit got gone because you know you had to come up with lawyer money and shit, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, yeah, like that was the thing. I was like, I'm gonna have. So when I was this whole time, I'm sitting in there, and uh. I was thinking, man, I want to do some car shit. I want to do some car shit, do some car shit. And one of the biggest problems with that is, for one, I have no real life experience. And then the other thing is you're a fucking violent felon. Well, I am. Yeah. You know what I mean? So uh, places aren't going to take you on and do an apprentice with you because, for one, you have no credentials. And two, you got this fucking shit on you. So, you know, when I came home, I went and got a class A CDL. And did that for a minute. You know what I mean? And then I left doing that. And then I got to where I am now. And, you know, so, but yeah, but the whole time I've been building and building and building and building, you know, doing, doing the car shit. So, yeah. If you look at today, what's being done today, it's no different than what was being done in the 90s. It's just at a higher quality. Right. Oh, yeah. It's, With all, it's precision. about you have kids. I mean, there's some talented. There's some talented people out there, male and female, 
that are building cars, bro. There's some talent. Yeah. And they use the computers now. Right. To, you know, and they're drawing their stuff on computers and then they're they're modding it out on computers so it's moving. They can see it, everything function how they want it to function. And then then they're just then they're putting it to breaking it down and cutting it and putting it together. Right. And it's 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 like you're going into another world of building cars. It but is. really and truly it's just these these younger the younger generation is bringing it out and some of the older cats like me and some of the other ones we're starting to get back into more digital stuff and using it too so right well you know it's you know what it is basically when they're putting this shit in the in the machine and the cnc and all this shit out you know it's just like going back to what we were saying about the model cars it's just like making the model car pieces and breaking them off the brackets and putting them on your shit in live action though you know in full scale one to one yeah yeah yep yeah bro so yeah i mean that's the shit so now as far as all the service and stuff that you provide what what do you do at your shop so i um I do like air ride, um, cool over setups, a lot of um, custom sheet metal, you know, beds, engine bays, um, shave and stuff, just the natural stuff. And then we do restro stuff like we can do rust repair all the way from from the beginning to the end. We can make parts if we need to. Uh, we design uh, different four link kits to sell, just, just small parts that um, – that I could sell rather cheap to the younger people. Right. Um, see, my whole my whole thing is based off of. Uh, is it really based off? Like I said earlier, it's not based off of that hundred thousand dollar build. Mine is based off this kid that's only making twenty twenty one dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. That two hundred dollars to him is a lot. Yeah. So if I can put a notch in his hand for hundred fifty two hundred dollars. And he knows the fundamentals to put it in, or he has a buddy that can help you put it in. It, it's fine to me. That's what it's about to me. you got to get them to, in my shop, my biggest thing with my shop, and I tell my guys and that, no person is ever going to be denied any information when you come in here. Okay. If it's something that we're doing, and they, and they say, hey, how do you, what are you doing, you know? Or why are you doing that? It doesn't matter. What it is, take five minutes and explain to them. Because you never know, never know who that person is. Right. First off. Um, and then you never know that kid might be searching for something in his life. Right. And inside of his life, you could have gave him just enough information that he could say, damn, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, this is cool. You know, it's, it's, I look at other shops, man. I'm fascinated with like other shops, like uh, like Jake at Fat Fast. Man, their work is top notch. It's super clean. I love watching their stuff. A um, bunch of people tag me and stuff with theirs. It's sort of one of the people I look up to as far as the quality and work, and that's where I want to be. Could I be there? Um, yes, I could. I could be on that level if I want to. Um, but then again, it's a hundred thousand dollar build. I'm not trying to be at a hundred thousand dollar build. I think that 
I think that you can give a person a good shield, man. You know, a basic bag setup with me for a full size is roughly anywhere from twenty two to twenty seven thousand. Mm. You know, and that's that's everything. That's parts, labor, clean inside the bed is super simple, clean bed under the hood, super simple and clean. Um, it's you know four length down bed lined underneath. You know, it's it's. It's a good. That's good money, man. Because if you go back and if a person truly sits down and they break down the parts, mm. there's a lot of money in. There's a lot of Bro, money in parts. You ain't. You know? I mean, and and people that okay. So that goes back to me. They're like, you know, I have people come by and they'll see the trucks over here or whatever, and they're like, "Yo, you want to sell it?" And I'm like, "Nah, man," because I don't build them to sell, right? I I build them to run them to you know, and then later on after we're done or whatever, you might might catch me where i'm like yeah fuck it yeah we'll sell this one so but the 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 thing is you can't get your labor back and then people don't understand what it costs to put this shit together man like even me using stuff that's around you know and making shit and doing all the shit that i do shit ain't cheap man oh it ain't it's not cheap it's like i'm getting ready to start on another one here in the next two weeks it's a it's a fourteen fifteen model Chevy. It's gonna have a twenty eight sixteen in the rear, twenty eight in the front. Damn. It's forty five grand. Yeah. For what I'm doing to it. That's that's chassis, the sheet metal work, and uh paint some stuff and swapping the front end out to a, a seventeen model front end. Uh it's a bunch of little odd things that I'm doing, but after I did all the parts and everything it's you know, not counting the wheels and tires, is roughly about forty, forty to forty-five thousand somewhere in there. Yeah, that's a lot of that's. A, so, what do you do when you got a? What do you do when you got a twenty-year-old that comes into you and says, "Hey, man, I want a bag body drop my truck," and he said he's driving the he's driving a fifteen model. He wants exactly what this truck is, and mom and daddy's, you know, like uh, I want to help my son get this. And you look and you say, okay. So you talk to him and you find out what he wants. But you got to listen to him talk. A lot of people only want to hear at the, what the end is. Right. So actually, what do you want? I want to listen to him and find out what's most important to him. Mm-hmm. So they like, first thing I always say is, like, you know, I want a, I want a nice size wheel, I want a big wheel. And I want to bag it, lay it out. And then if you got a truck there that's body dropped and they're looking at it, they're going to say, yeah, man, I'd love to body drop my truck. Okay, the keyword is love to. Doesn't mean it has to happen right now. you got to listen mm. to the keywords. Right, right. Right now he's needing a big wheel. He wants a big, nice wheel, and he wants it bad. So right there is your key to stop. Let him tell you what his dream is because love to. Man, there's a lot of things I'd love to do in this world, but I have to save my money. So he's already told you what he wants. Right. Now, now let him tell you what he'd love to do. Now, when he gets to the end, bring him back to what he wants and ask him, how far do you want to go with this? Do you want me to go ahead? We're going to bag it. We're going to put big wheels on it. Ask him what size wheel. You know, most of the time they say, man, I want like 28. Mm -hmm. Well, you can talk him down. You can say, man, really and truly... 
put a 26 on that little tire, taller tire if you're going to ride on it every day. And then uh, let's do this in the bed. Let's do this underneath here. Still put you a good air management kit and get you in this for about uh, no more than 25.5 after parts labor. But then that's with him. He's scared now because you've laid that big number. Right. So now the mom and dad are curious. They're like, holy crap, this is where this is, you know, this is way out of what we're talking. But but then you have to be, you have to get on mom's side. Right. You got to get mom on mama's on your side. It's not dad, it's mom. So you have to break it down. So the parents, they want to see it broke down. So now you have to break it down money wise and you have to show them. I have this much money in parts. I don't know, say twelve five, all right, something like that, and roughly it's twelve five, and you'll say okay, and then labor is usually I usually just say whatever my parts is twelve five. That's a good good figure. That sheet metal and all that stuff done, and you got to break it down that way, and then you're saying okay, now he wants to put rims and tires on, and they, they're always, the younger dudes has been doing this and trying to get into it. They're like, hey, I want a big, a big lip on the back. Well, the bigger the lip, the bigger the price. <laughs> so you don't have to have an intro wheel. You don't have to have a build specialty wheel. You don't have to have a race line wheel to play with the big boys. There's some wheel companies out there that build nice forged wheels, you know, that you can get for half the money that looks super clean. And you can always grow into a different set of wheels. So that's where a lot of parents, when I deal with younger kids, they're talking to me and they're like, damn, you just ain't about taking the pocketbook, are you? Like, nah, because your son could be the next generation truck man. Right. And he's what keeps what that what me as an older guy and a lot of these older dudes have worked so hard to get out here. He could be the next person. Hell and yeah, bro. That's the truth. That's a good way to, uh, to carry the business mantra. Like you, I like what you said about taking, telling your guys that's working for you, take the time to explain this shit and talk to these motherfuckers because yeah. that's what's important. And the, and the truth of it is, like you said earlier, yeah, if the small people is what drives the aftermarket. Yeah. It is. I mean, and you got to have stuff that's, that's competitively, competitively priced to be able to look the part of being something one off, but then be on that price line of the average person can get it. That's just going out working and wanting to build their fucking truck because the, you know, the, the regular person at home building guy or girl is the one driving the aftermarket. Yep. It's just the big companies that have the money to do the shit can put that shit on blast, right? And yep. they can afford to do the biggest and best shit. But then that makes the little guys, like myself, go out and say, well, fuck, that's dope. I'm going to buy that. So you look up where the, the list of parts and shit they use and you go to that company and you buy the shit. Yeah, like I put, like, um, like in my shop, like I support all kinds. I support a bunch of different shops. Like I buy reckless kits, you know. I buy 
all-star kits, Anthony at all-star, Jose at reckless. I even buy Fat Fab's front kits because Fat Fab offers them for newer newer trucks. And if you, you kind of like, it's just a big circle, you know. Um, I have called Fat Fab's before and got stuck on a truck that I'm working on and couldn't figure something out with, with something. And Jake answered the phone and, and I'm like, yo, bro, my name's Alan. I'm with Level Fab. And uh, he's like, what can I help you with? And he's super cool on the phone, dude. He's just... Like I said, I'm stuck, man. I, I can't understand this right here. And he's like, this is how you fix it, bro. This is easy. And he shoot, he shot me a picture of the part that I need to make. He said, if you can't make the part, just let me know. And I'll cut you a couple and uh, just pay for them and boom, I'll ship it. But I I ended up to draw, the have my guy that draws for me, draw the part. you know. But it would have never got drawn if Jake wouldn't have... Uh, said hey it's this right here it's this problem so i respect that i respect i respect shops like that and i respect i respect the little man to me jake's where he's the pinnacle he's he's the top man he's the goat to me is right um some people think i'm i'm the goat but i'm like i'm not the goat and i'm still (laughs) a dude i'm the freaking sheep herder out here (laughs) you're a sheep herder yeah i'm still out here freaking trying to move the fucking goat (laughs) you know yeah i I could post a picture on instagram today and it gets five six seven hundred likes jake could post a picture of something the motherfucker in 20 minutes has got two thousand likes right 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 right. and you know what? That so that like with me being just a regular fucker, right? I'm 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 champion for the motherfucker building in the garage or in a backyard or in a driveway. That's that's, that's my shit. Yeah, right, and that's what I like to bring to light. And uh when people like you and some of these other big shops and companies they follow me and they actually, you know, they interact with me and shit. It's like, okay, cool. They respect what I'm doing on my level. You know what I mean? Like, I appreciate that the bigger people can see, like, okay, this motherfucker's actually putting in work. He's just doing his own shit, and this shit's coming out dope. See, you, you say that, like, on that level. So, I remember when Bill Carlton from Extensive Metalworks was a little guy. Mm-hmm. I remember back in the 90s when he was bringing dualies to Pigeon Forge for many Nats and uh, Greenville, Mississippi, he was bringing a seasick or a white Corvette out there, spinning on his belly pad. And uh, I remember when he brought a van, all that. He was real cool. He would talk to people, joke with them, kid up, cut up, and everything. But what's Texas Metalhead? It's it's he's he's it's too damn serious. Mm. Mm. It's very it's just serious, man. It's like can't you meet him at a show and it's he's too many people around him it's, it's let that go to your head right and and i can't it's not like that because one of the people that i used to look up to and i still look up to this dude and i've, I've only met him in person twice that was his right hand man was on texas metal tim tim Dawson. okay i don't know i think that's how he said his last name but he's doing his own thing now i don't know why he's doing his own thing don't know but that dude right there Straight up cool. Like, the only two times I've ever met him, he's just really super nice. Man, he was just crazy nice. There's been some badass builders out there. And there's been some badass builders out there that, that have passed away. 
Right. Like, like I don't know if you know a dude named Mitch Henderson. No. Um, Henderson designed that dude was so badass, dude. Crazy, crazy badass. He had a, a smoking badass OBS uh, pickup truck. It was teal and cream. It was beautiful. He passed away. Um, just, oh man, it's just so many, so many people, man. Oh, they're out there. Yeah, there's there, and there's people out there doing this shit, bro. That don't even fuck with social media. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many people, and but people, and then that's like, the thing. Like, like Tony, said, the dude you right. interviewed, that dude's good too, man. No, oh, he's like, he's, he's badass too. Yeah, he's like, badass. But I understand where he's coming. It's just like I guarantee he's probably he gets tired of people. He gets tired of people thinking that he's he's not. He's I guarantee he's all about expense. People, people think he's too expensive, but he's he's showing you why he. If you watch his Instagram or his uh, not Instagram, his TikTok, he's showing you why he charges so much. Right. You know, and I respect that. Like, I, he's asked me questions. I've asked him questions. He's just a down to earth dude. I've never met the dude in my life, and I wouldn't be afraid to walk up to him and say, "Hey, bro, Man. my name is Alan, and I follow you. And I just got bad respect for you, bro." And that's the thing, like, I, I've i made friends, so like here in Missouri, you know, we got a lot of car shows and shit we go to. There's people that come up to me and be like, yo, I've been watching you on Instagram. And they're like, I didn't follow you because, you know, I wanted to know something, but I didn't know if if you would want to have time because I'd be posting shit every day, you know, and I'm like, what the fuck you mean? Like, all you got to do is ask, and I'll tell you what my knowledge is on this shit. You know what I mean? And at the end of it, motherfuckers is like, man, that, he's a cool motherfucker. And then they end up following me, and then, like, two or three more other motherfuckers that they know start following me because the motherfucker said, hey, man, Dennis is cool as a motherfucker. But I, and I don't get it. Like, I don't, I don't think I come off when I'm doing my videos. I'm just telling you what the fuck it is that I'm doing, and I'm showing you what the fuck I'm doing. And then that's it. Like, I'm nobody, bro. I'm just a guy, you know? Yep, there was a dude that I follow on TikTok. It's um, uh, Challenge Your Build. Okay. Challenge the Build, I think that's what it is. His name's uh, uh, Paul. That dude is super cool. I met him on TikTok. Me and him's cut it up on, on the phone a couple times. And he was trying to do the same thing you're doing, put it out there to people could see you know, the smaller people. Right. But it's, I don't know, man. It's like, you ain't got a hundred thousand followers, man. And you only got like me, I think I got, I don't know. I don't know how many followers I got. 2,500 maybe, 3,000. <laughs> I don't even freaking know. Um, You ain't got enough followers, man. They don't, you know, they don't take their time. They say, damn, let me check out what this dude's doing. All right, hey, we're doing good stuff, and it's nice, you know. My stuff is nice, I ain't gonna lie. My welds are solid, everything's good, you know. But I'm not the $100,000 peak, you know. My thing is this, you'll, you'll learn this too, you probably have already. You can go see how many people's viewed your puffs for that day. Right. And you can see it every day if it goes up, but within the first so many days, you can see exactly who has 
looked at your profile right. and exactly who has looked at your your um, post. And it kills me. If you took anywhere from 30 seconds to a minute and a half or two minutes and sat there that long, why can't you just like it? Right. Yeah, why can't yeah. you just, you know, it's cool. I'm grateful that everybody looks at it. But I like to see the likes. Right. I like to, to know feedback. If it's something on there you don't like, just say, hey, yeah, it's cool, but I don't like this. Why did you do this? And give me a chance to explain to you why I done it. Because I will answer you. Man. It don't bother me. It might not be that night because it could be too late. But by the next day, I'll I'll answer you. I'll answer you at 3 o'clock in the morning if I wake up to take a leak. Right. <laughs> I'll answer you. It's just who I am because I made that promise to myself. Bro. That I would be that person if somebody asked me a question. Man, look here. Uh, I'm do the same thing, man. And anybody that's actually interacted with me, and if anybody anybody that's interacted with me, I'm still interacting with them because when they when you get through all the bullshit and we sit here and we talk and we have a conversation like this, motherfucker's like that's a real motherfucker. Like he's just regular motherfucker like me, and that's yeah. it's not a gimmick. It's not a shit. It's that's just who I am. I'm like. And that's what made me start doing the whole social media shit back when I did, because I was like, there's so many people out here that want to do this shit, but they're afraid to ask people how to do shit. So I'm not doing anything spectacular. I'm doing my shit and I'm going to let people know this is the ins and outs. This is what I've learned. This is how this goes. This is how that goes. That way that breaks that barrier. And they say, okay, this motherfucker is really showing us the shit. And then they can reach out and be like, yo, how'd you do this? And then I answer right back. Like, there's so many people that ask me questions about wiring and shit for 72, 67 or 72 C10s. And I answer them right the fuck back. Yep. And they're like, holy fuck, you know, cool. And then, so. Have you had them ask you, um, am I actually talking to the dude in the video or is it somebody else that's, um, like answering his question right no no i haven't had that shit no okay i've had that no i've never had any yeah, like i've that. had that and i'm like no you're you're talking to alan right <laughs> see that's the cool thing like when you become when you when you're a person because i'm a personal person like i'll talk to you yeah. motherfucker because especially you're talking car shit we're gonna be talking some a whole bunch of shit a lot of people don't realize that it's like um do i there is certain things at shops that I do agree with, and one day I'll be there. Like, I do think I need a shop manager, but I don't don't want to do it right now because I like I don't like dealing with people sometimes right? because I have so much on my back. So I understand when a shop has shop managers or a social media dude that runs the social media, you know, but I also think that a shop, when a question is asked, I, I think it's like real cool that you get the owner of it to answer that question. Just like that day I called Fat Bath and Jake answered the phone. And I was like, he's like, yeah, this is Jake. What can, this Fat Bath is Jake. Can I help you? And I'm thinking, damn, this fucking Jake. Get in there. Yeah. Yeah, let me get straight to the goat. Mm -hmm. And I just asked questions. He answered it for me like super fast. Then you, if you ever thought anything negative about a person, you can change it right then and be like, shit, dude, answer my question. I don't know why he won't answer yours. Yeah, bro. You know? I mean, 
Well, going back to that shit, like we were talking about, uh, when you were talking about, you see me on the tank talking about, I didn't want to do that. I had one guy, he came across on Facebook and was like, I don't understand. Like the truck looks like it was professionally done and it looks cool. And then you're going to throw this piece of shit tank on there with that rusty ass valve up there and all this bullshit. And I just went like, most people probably would have snapped on them or some shit, but I was like, Hey bro, check this out. This is called the mock-up stage. <laughs> and we're just getting shit put in place before I go and drill holes in this tank and weld my valves or my ports and shit in there. I'm like, just keep watching and you'll be surprised how the shit turns out. You know what I mean? And left it at that. And I got no response from him. But I didn't come at him with the asshole attitude. Like, man, shut the fuck up. You don't know who the fuck you're talking to or whatever. Like, I was just like, bro. I appreciate the compliments on on my work and shit, but you you gotta you gotta know the whole story behind this tank. Like, would you really think I'm gonna throw that old nasty looking tank back there? We gotta clean him up and do this, but we gotta mock it up first. Yep. You know, so and that guy will remember that. Oh, I'm sure he will. That you were respected. You respected his question. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because and that's the thing. We're going back to like what you say. I'll talk to you. And just don't come at me like you can come at me crazy, but I'm not going to respond with craziness. I'm going to give you like level headed shit because it's not really anything for me to get worked up over. And then the other point of the shit is these are my fucking trucks. I can do what the fuck I want to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I don't get into altercations. And if somebody has a little tension in their shit and that's why I really don't like typing and texting and shit like that because you don't know you can't hear tone with that yep. you know what i'm saying so the guy might just be being sarcastic but then when i read it it looks like he's being an asshole but i'm not going to respond with an asshole response i'm going to just be like look here bro check this out you know this is what i'm doing just watch go back and dig in my shit and see how far back this truck goes and what it is that we're trying to do here you know what i mean yeah that's awesome yeah, no, nah, but hell yeah, bro. I appreciate you, you you coming on here and laying out the the footwork. You know what though? This is what we gotta have to do. We got we and I say that I always say that when I'm talking to motherfuckers. But we gotta come back and then we can get into so like the whole logistics of you know chassis straightening and building and leveling and all that cool shit and uh, talk all the cool shit. Of course, without giving away all your trade secrets, you know what I mean. Uh, but it's just uh, my trade secrets come from other people. So <laughs> but you, you know, <laughs> no, you, you know what I mean. Like you could, you, but let's we can lay it out. Like get into the whole specifics of like, uh, like just same thing. Like I was talking with uh, Tony at Bristol. You know, let's talk about uh, the 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 geometry of how you get shit set up, and you know all that how the the caster and the camber and all that works and what you would want to do you know just give people specs because the one thing about it is we can talk all day about how to do this shit and this is the math this is the formula that you need to do this that does not mean that somebody's gonna sit there in the garage and do the fucking shit because a lot of people cannot nope but it's i tell people trial and error man sometimes you have to just try that just try it don't be afraid of it it's just metal, man. Just cut it off and start over. Hell yeah, man. But I mean, it's just metal. that's that's what I say. It's just, I mean, especially if it's your shit 
and you didn't just take on somebody's oh, I don't care project. if it's my shit or somebody else's. Right. We're gonna do it again, then I'm gonna go back to like like old school, like where I break out freaking cardboard and I make a spindle and I freaking make a frame out of cardboard on the thing and I use uh freaking thumbtacks and I move everything until I figure the geometry to where it's gonna hit right. <laughs> I base my freaking control arms or I base something off of the way it's moving, the movement of it. Right, right. That's like, like that. Like my dudes are like my drawer, the guy that draws for me, he's so freaking badass, dude. And uh, I, I don't want to say his name because right. he actually worked for a high end rod shop. Okay. But and he does some stuff on the side uh, for me, drawing some of my parts. But he's like, uh, he's like, you know how to CAD draw? And I'm like, man, I don't know how to draw it on a computer and he's like no oh, man cardboard art design you know and I'm like, Hell yeah you know i'm old school cad but uh, i i am learning how to use fusion 360 and stuff like that bentec so i'm trying to do that because i i just purchased a big plasma table and i'm going to purchase a hydraulic bender uh flat plate bender from Lagafire. so it's all fun man it's it's Listen, if you don't go to work every day and you don't learn something within that day, then this ain't for you no more, bro. I'm 53 years old. To me, I have two of the top guys working for me. I'd put them against any any shop out there. I wouldn't care. One of them is my best friend. He's my best friend after hours, best friend at lunch, best friend before hours. And then we're best friends on the weekend. But if you ask him, are we friends during the hour day? He'll be like, yeah, we're friends. He still bites my head off. And I still bite his head off. But at the end of the day, man, we're there for the same reason. And I learned so much from him. He's one of the best mechanics I ever met. And he's taught me so much. And, I, and, and if you don't go to work, just like you, Dennis, when you go to work, and you go to work on your trucks, if you don't learn something new every day, right then you need to start looking for something else to do. You got that shit right, bro. And you, you know what? On that note, I had a guy, um, I just posted something on, on on TikTok. Well, I posted across all social media. But anyway, guy's like, yo, bro, hit me up. I got a, a secret to how you can make that work better. I was doing something with the running board, which I'm still doing. I'll post a video about that shit later. But And I haven't reached out to him because, you know, I've been just caught up doing all my shit but i want to know what the fuck he knows because i'm i want to learn if you got some usable for real knowledge about some shit i'm willing to suck that shit in so i can pass it on and use it yeah you know what i mean yep that's just like if you pay attention i got a 72 c tandem building a red one on 28 all the way around mm. have you seen it no it's on my TikTok. Okay, I'm going to go it's back and look. It's got 28.16s in the back, and it's got 28.9s in the front. It lays flat on the ground. It's yeah. not body, it just lays flat frame. Yeah. And I, I designed my front end around a set of top of block arms. It yeah. gets mega lift, turn, everything. And some dudes reached out to me in Cal from Cali, like, hey, man, if we send our trucks out there, will you, you build it for me? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Yeah. All we need you to do is build the front build build the front end i'm like okay just send me one of them well we want to send two 
And I'm like, why? As soon as you get this one back, you're going to copy my stuff. So you can build it yourself. But the first one, I'm going to I'm gonna make a lick off of it. Right, 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 right. You're going to pay me to do this first one, and you're going to not want to pay me to do the second one. Right. Because you're going to want to do it yourself. Yep. So they're like, damn, that's understandable, dude. And really and truly, they say, they're like, that's what we would do. And I'm like, okay, then. Just let me build one. And they're like, how much do the front front end? I'm like, 15.5. Well, we'll have to, well, that's a lot of money. We'll have to see about getting it out there and doing this, doing that. And I'm like, it's worth it to me, man, 15.5. Hell yeah, man. You, yeah. Because <laughs> I already know what they're going to do. Yep. I need a shop out there that has never took a part from somebody else and re reworked it. Right, right. There's no shop out there. And that's, parts look the same. Yeah, and that's how that's how shit go. You know what? That that's the that's the thing about this shit. Um most of the shit that's aftermarket and done, it's all based off of Chevrolet, pretty much. But it's been reworked. You know, everything. Uh the whole just everything. And and motherfuckers can say what they want, but I already I know what the fuck it is. You took and got the shit and you learned it. You got it from Chevrolet. Now, you know, you got the now the Mustang 2, quote unquote Mustang 2s that you put underneath these type of trucks that I'm working on and shit like that. But that's just a derivative of it. That's not the actual Mustang 2, right? Because the, now you got the geometry built in. You got everything. So people's taken that and they've revised it to make it work correctly especially depending on what you got you got two variants you got the one for air ride you got the one for uh coil overs and then you got one for just like a static suspension you know what i mean yep so it so yeah with that but i mean hell man that's the shit that i mean that's just how it goes around and like you just said every shop's taking something else apart and and reworked it hell i brought i drug a 67 c10 in here and people would start working on it and they had some good shit on it. So I was like, okay, I'm, but I'm going to rework this shit. And I worked off of what they had started. You know what I mean? Back in the day. Yep. It's, it's just how it is, man. That's it's just, how it is. Yeah. It just, it's exactly how it goes over and over and over. Fuck and yeah. It's never going to stop, bro. Yeah. Well, once in a while you'll get a company that, that, that starts up or they'll get some investment money or they got money to start with and then they'll just totally redesign the shit. Which is the great thing. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking the aftermarket because the aftermarket keeps this shit going. You know what I mean? Yep. But, you know, like if I wanted to, I could start sinking money into a bunch of shit parts to make. But I don't have that kind of money to do that. But it, all it takes is one time, one person, one hit. Somebody makes a lick and then they can start a whole company off of one idea that they had. So I like I like I said earlier, I use Fat Fabs, All Star, and Reckless's front kits, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I know All Star. He'll put you a set of cam bolt, a cam bolt kit in there. If that's what you want for extra. But nine out of ten times, it's just a bolt that goes through, and you lock it down real tight to hold your control arms. Yep. So if you go back to some of my posts, it's been a while. I'll uh, it ain't been that maybe a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago. I took. Uh, uh, I think it's an extensive kit, and I put a set. I built my own set of cam bolts for it because he run a five eighths bolt. So, but on recklesses, fat fabs, and on um, all stars, I'll buy a. I'll buy a. Um, 
88 through 90, 98 Cambo kit for a two-wheel drive, and I'll weld these brackets onto their these little slide things onto the upper mounts. So you can use a Cambo kit to align the front end and lock it down; and it won't move. Okay. But whenever I whenever I do that, I actually tell them what brand control arm kit I'm using, where I bought it, or and everything. I buy exactly where I, where I, I tag them. So if a person really wants their front end, they can call and say, like, call Jose and Reckless and say. I saw this kid on um, Neville's uh, TikTok. He put a set of cam bolts in it. I want to order that kit. Jose can say, well, let me check, see what it is. And boom, looks it up and he'll like it. Then he'll say, okay, yeah, that's a, that song so kid for a, a 14 Chevy. Okay, and they're like, I want to buy that. Can you guys put the cam bolts on there? And I don't know if Reckless does it or not. I'm not real sure. I know All-Star will, and he could add that to it. So I tag whoever I, whatever company I use their kit, I actually tag them because that's their kit, man. They designed it. Right. They built it. I'm only installing it. I'm going to give that person credit because that's where, you know, everybody, when they put air right in, they're always tagging by air or airlift or AccuAir right. or flow or all this. Don't be afraid to tag that person that their front kit is. If it's Fat Fabs, tag them. Say, hey, front kit's made by was made by Fat Fabs. We just put a Campbell kit on it and installed it. Super easy install. Boom. Put it on there. Yeah, you go. You'd be surprised how many shops will like your page or follow you. And we're like, damn it, dude. Just like told our name out there for no reason right yeah yeah no man that's that's paying homage man yeah that's paying homage hey hey man i appreciate you coming on here man doing this shit and uh we'll get it out there man you gotta you gotta tell some people to go look out for the podcast man I will. yeah man get get so you gonna make this into the podcast yeah, I just yeah, yeah. I, I asked yeah. you earlier. I said you no, want. I'm down. I'm, I'm for it, man. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. Next one we need to do. We got to get you a thousand, man, so you can get on live. I know, and man. Then you can bust out. You can request people to come on there and do it live. Right. I'm telling you, man. You you, you got to promote it to where get them to like it, and then uh, shit, just get me and Tony on there, and right, fucking, and anybody, man. Really, I mean. Yeah, because it's about the just the people in general. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I do my share of doing the shit, but then it's like other people got to be like, "Yo, go check this motherfucker out." And, and you know what I'm saying? Like, you get. But I'll um, we'll get it together. I'll get up there. I don't really too much be tripping because I'm just like, okay, motherfuckers is checking my shit out and is following me. You know, not following them or whatever. It, once it gets to that point, it gets to that point. Because I'm just like, if anybody that's following is because they're interested in what I'm doing, or they like what I'm doing, or they like the shit that I be talking. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, maybe I'll get I'll get up to that thousand on that TikTok you so I can go live. I'm gonna have you at a thousand by next Friday. <laughs> Not this Friday. <laughs> In two weeks, I'll have you at a thousand. You think so? Yeah, I will. Yeah, well, well then. Just pay attention. I'm gonna, I'm gonna link into your thing and tell everybody that follows me. Hey, man, go give this dude a like. Go follow him. Let's get him to a thousand. 
Is we, so we can bust him out live. Yeah, Still man. Going with him. Yeah, man. Cause we, yeah, like you said, you, me, Tony, anybody else that want to join in. I don't know how many you can have on on TikTok at but one you, time. I think it's like ten so. Okay, well then, yeah, we just have a whole shit show going on. You know what I mean? Yeah, see if you can get some of the big name dudes on there. Right. Well, you know when I started out with my podcast thing uh, last year or the year before, actually. Um, I was like, okay, people were saying, yo, see if they'll come on, see if they come. So I was reaching out to these companies, you know, cause I'm affiliated with a couple companies, but I, everybody was like, yo, get this company, get to see if they'll come on. And I would do it. And I would just, cause I will, I'll just, I'll call up and talk to the head, try to get to the head person and be like, yo, you know, I want to, you know, talk to this guy and they'll put me on and I'm like, you want to do a podcast? And they was always like, yeah, that sounds good. And they blow me off. But then they would probably go look and they'd be like, well, this guy doesn't have a big enough following for us to be, you know what I mean? So they wouldn't. And then that's when I was like, fuck it, you know, fuck them. <laughs> I don't care if you've got 10 followers or you got 10,000. Because if you got 10 followers, them 10 followers might not follow me. And then me talking to them might put 10 on me. Right. And then they tell 10 more. Dude, it's not about that. Followers ain't about that to me. No. But I'm going to get you over a thousand so we can do it. There's people that do it every day, that do this every day, man. This is how they make their money. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, it's, like, it's sad, too, man. They do this to make money. Yeah, they just sit around all day and do this shit. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not like that, man. Nah, man. Like, the thing is, okay, so... Like, my YouTube shit, I get paid off of that. But it's not like getting paid like people think you're getting paid, right? But, yeah. I mean, because I, I got a real fucking job. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I got to go to fucking work every day. And then I come home and I build trucks and cars. That's what I do. That's, that's what I do. You know what I'm saying? So, but um, if there was the opportunity for me to make money off my content, well, then, yeah, I'll do it. You know what I'm saying? But it's not what my sole thing is, because if that was the case, I'd have a video up every fucking three hours. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's guys, I follow guys that that do this shit, dude, and it gets them under. You know, hell, I can't even get through watching one of their videos, and they've got ten more up. I'm like, eh, damn this. Right, right. They use you know? a traumatic thing in their life. Like, <laughs> there's one dude, he uses, um, he uses, uh, he was in prison for a decade, over a decade. He uses that shit right. as a thing. And I'm like, shit, you're the only person who don't want to prison, man. Right, you right. on your prison. <laughs> right, yeah, you're exactly. I know. I've seen a couple of those pop up and shit, and I'm like, man, fuck. You know, it's like you ain't the only motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't. If somebody asks me, I tell them, you know, just like guys that work for me. Every now and then I ask me to tell them, you know, what was it like? I tell them fucking stories. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got I got to tell stories and shit, you know what I mean? Sometimes the motherfuckers, but not most of the time. Motherfuckers, like, like up until now, today, like, you would have never thought I knew nothing about going to prison and nah. shit. You know what I mean? Because that's not the, the, the shit that I'm putting out there. I'm putting yeah. out there, like, this is what you can fucking do. Yeah. You know what I mean? But... Hey, well, let me know when you get mine to go up. I like to listen to myself. Yeah, yeah, bro, for sure, for sure. <laughs> All right, and then you and Tony, and then uh, um, later today or tomorrow, I'm gonna get on my page and I'll uh, get you all tagged up. 
Hey. Hey, yeah, right on, man. You ain't gotta do all that though, man. Shit, we gonna get you there so we can get on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be cool for us to get on there. But hey, before we get off of here though, uh, let everybody know your credentials. Let them know your social media pages and uh, where you where you coming from. Um, a social media page on uh, Facebook is just Alan Cochran, and then Level Fabrication. Uh, Instagram is uh, Alan Cochran. Um, can look that up on Instagram and then on TikTok, I believe it's uh, I don't know, it's either Alan Cawthorn or Level Fab. I don't even really. It's Level Fab. Yeah, it's Level Fab, and then it says you're real. It's it says just, Alan uh, Cawthorn. LVLD Fabrication. Yep, LVLD Fabrication. Yep. That's what it comes up on TikTok. And uh, where are you coming out of? Um, coming up out of right outside Huntsville, Alabama, north side, north end of uh, Alabama. Around Athens, Alabama. Yeah, man. That's the roll tide, ain't it? <laughs> no, I'm not a roll tide person. I'm a uh, straight blue and orange. I'm War Eagle. Okay, okay. <laughs> I am uh, blue and orange through and through. Win or lose, I don't care what they are, I will ride with them. It don't matter. There you go. Yeah, you ain't, have... you ain't on that bandwagon shit. No, bro, I don't. I can't stand roll tide. <laughs> I'm building a truck for a dude that used to play role, used to be on, or play Alabama, and he's a coach now in the NFL. Yeah. And he he doesn't like how it works either, bro. So. Right, 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 right. No, it's all good, man. You know, I, I, I just yeah, see. You're good, man. I'll let, I'll let you slide that one time. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, all and right. see, that's what happens to motherfuckers when they assume, ain't it? Yeah. Uh, you assume too much because I am blue and orange. All right, bro. I, I'll hear you, bro. <laughs> right. Hey, man, I appreciate you coming on, man. We got, we, we, you know, we'll keep in touch, man. All right, Dennis. Hey, I appreciate you coming on, Island man. And we'll, uh, we gotta get, we gotta get back to it. We're gonna do another podcast. That's of right. of That's course, right. you know. Yeah, and we'll get into the, the logistics of, of of building shit, and then uh, yeah, yeah. This is your introduction to the podcast world. That's right. All right, That's brother. Thank you. Hey, thank you, man. I appreciate your time. Yep, you too. All right, brother. I'll let you. All right, have a good evening. Hey, you too, man. Thanks. All right, that's what I'm talking about, man. That's a solid podcast right there, man. Solid podcast. Anybody want to come on and do the podcast with me, man? Hit me up. So we can keep this thing rolling, right? Like I said, I can come on and tell stories. I got all kinds of stories to tell. But I like sharing other people's stories and then getting to know people. And then you guys get to know who it is that you're following on their social media pages, man. Check out of this one. This has been a long podcast, but a beneficial one. A good podcast. I like this one right here. I like this one. The first one of 2024. Go check me out across social media at Patina Code. Holla at me, man. I'm out there. I'm checking out stuff, too. I'm seeing people, and I follow people that don't even follow me. You know what I mean? And that's how that type of thing works. So I appreciate you guys out there, man. Thanks for listening. Stay with me. <laughs>